Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Hello, Ems. How you doing? Always good to see you. <laughs> oh, bless you. I mean, and you've been seeing the sea for a while. So if that's the same excitement that you get by actually being outside in a beautiful sea, then I'm really honored. How is, how is the sea? Be- Tell us a bit more, by the way. I know what we're talking about, but in case of what the listener doesn't exactly know. Tell us a bit about why were you around water so much? Or are you on order so much? Um, well, when I'm not working, or actually when I am working, most of my clients are in the leisure marine industry. So boat builders or holiday companies or paddle sports and water sports and things. But it's what I do in my spare time when I have some. <laughs> um, and I like to sail. So yes, I've been spending a lot of time sailing, which is good. I mean, it is it is the season, at least, obviously, when the weather permits it. So it's, I love the fact that you're combining that as well with what sounds like is a passion of yours anyway, the sea, I guess, and the water and being in the water and all these things. So it suits you. It suits you. This summer vibe suits you. To be honest, oh. I wish I could tell you that the summer vibe means that things have been chilled, Emma, but they haven't been. That's kind of what... <laughs> she's shaking her head it's like no 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 yeah. the social media the marketing world never stops even when we are sailing even when we're on a holiday they never stop and actually this this time that we're together I was waiting to talk about this for a while so I'm going to actually start off with this and talking together about it which is kind of like the aftermath of treads and I wanted to start with that because obviously it's going to lead to a lot of other conversations I, I imagine today the reason I wanted to talk about it is because we both enjoy different platforms and I love that like there are some of our co-hosts that tend to be a bit more on one platform I know that we kind of like to dabble in different places and obviously thread was new and we were talking about it last time which talked as well and the jury was still out at the time the thing that I noticed from ad week recently which was super interesting is that there is actually something called thread fatigue which eventually happened thinking about the fact that it's been seven weeks now team i don't exactly remember the week but between eight to seven weeks since threads actually came out full force it's very interesting to see that right now 
we're actually looking at 80%, 80% loss of daily active users when it comes to threads, which is super interesting. So, you know, it's something like it was about 20 minutes a day uh, in July, and now we're looking at maybe three to four minutes a day between the 6th of July and the 7th of August when it comes to the average usage of the app. And obviously brands are following suit and obviously they're not putting as much time into the app as a result of users not being there. I'm not too surprised. I'm interested in kind of seeing what that says about us and about kind of like where our focus is going. Part of me is also wondering, obviously, whether it is also the fact that it is summer and so the app had this massive explosion, but at the same time, we need to account for the season we're in. But then there's something in my heart that also tells me that we're probably not going to see threads lasting for a very long time. But I want to hear your opinions because this really jumped out at me, this big 80% of users. I love a stat and that's a massive one. Whether it's a it, whether it's gearing towards a positive or a negative, 80% is enormous. So it kind of makes people go, hang on a minute, 80% of what? And then they listen. Uh, firstly, I want to address like seasonality, definitely. It is the time of year where we all see a bit of a drop um, in lots of things because the weather in the main has been quite nice. So Brits like to be outside. They like to go away on holiday. They like to spend, when it is sunny, time outside. So people are on their phones less. And I embrace that. I think it's brilliant. And there is a need for it. But I think threads came at the right time in one respect because everyone was just so over the Twitter drama. Sorry, X. It's like an episode of EastEnders that just won't go away. And so for many people, Threads was welcome. But then it was just like a lot of people I speak to, whether they're social media creators or brands, they're just like, I don't want another channel. We are putting money and time and resources and effort and strategy into our other channels and we're doing really well on LinkedIn or we just love Facebook. And I think people are, again, time poor finance is poor and they're just really leaning into what they're already doing and in a case of maybe even four or five years ago where everybody felt they had to be on every channel I think now an awakening is coming as to do you know what no I just really like LinkedIn and that's where I'm going to go or I really like Instagram and Facebook and I'm just going to be there people don't want that constant I have to be everywhere all of the time and unfortunately threads is going to be first one in last one out or whatever the phrase is last one in first one out first of all obsessed with the episode of the extenders that will never end that it's so funny very 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 british reference but there we have it thank you so much for that um i also love that you mentioned the element of streamlining our efforts and choosing which platforms we're going to be on we actually talked about it in one of our previous um roundups and I almost put it as a seed of like a prediction. So it's really interesting that you brought it up too, because it means that I'm not the only one that picked it up. That what you just mentioned about actually brands looking at, you know, where am I putting my effort, whether you're a social media manager or a marketing manager, we talking about stats, which as we all know, marketers love. Yes, indeed, dear listener, I know you love them too. Now, our latest uh, report teardowns, there is one happening this week at week of recording. So I've been doing a lot of research and I've done three reports. Upspot, the latest one, not the one that we did last month, which you can also listen in one of the roundups. There's a bit of an extract from that one. Litmus on email, and then I've done uh, Creator Economy from ConvertKit. So these three ones, I broke them down and got some insights. And it's very interesting, there's that coming back element of 
of marketers needing to streamline their efforts and looking eventually not just the brand awareness and acquisition, but also retention of customers and relationship building, which hail Mary eventually is happening. And I think that goes back to what you said, and it made me really reflect in the last couple of weeks about the fact that marketers are eventually realizing and communicating also when they're part of a team or they work with clients that less is more, because I genuinely believe that we are becoming somehow busier and somehow having more work to do, even when we work on less platforms. I don't know how it's happening. I think it's an element also, obviously, of the economy changing and a lot of us needing to launch more campaigns or work with more clients to make things more viable for us. And so I genuinely love what you said. That's why I wanted to reiterate it as well. I think it's super interesting that we picked it up because I can see it happening too companies and brands and even individuals being like, what are my strongest channels? Where can I show up? And potentially, where can I repurpose instead? And you actually mentioned something you wanted to bring up with us today, which I really love because I'm a big fan of repurposing. So I'm going to let you kind of tell us what you found. I think it's a really interesting thing about, you know, do we then repurpose to some of the other platforms that we still think we have a place or do we just let them go? If you're thinking of repurposing, especially video, Emma's got you covered. What's coming up? A amazing new feature that they've had added to TikTok is the save uh, download to your phone feature. So now when you go into the app and you're creating your video right there, when you're in the editing screen where you have all the little features on the right hand side, right at the very top is that lovely little down arrow that means you can save it into your phone gallery and it saves without a watermark. So no longer do you have to go in and copy the link and put it in a URL and save it again. You can now save that video in all its editing formats with the audio given the license and everything into your phone, which is lovely. Now, I'm a massive fan and actively promote repurposing, which is really great. Instagram, funnily enough, do already have this feature where you can download your Instagram reel into your phone camera without the watermark, which is great. And I'm already doing it. I download my reels. I'm now downloading my TikToks and I'm using them to repurpose onto YouTube shorts and, and other things like that. Now, what I will say is it's an absolutely awesome feature. Um, and I actively encourage everybody to use it. Some people will say, well, hang on a minute, Emma, isn't the algorithm going to punish me because I'm not editing my reel in Instagram? Punish is the wrong word. <laughs> if you've made an epic TikTok and you've downloaded it and you want to then repurpose it as an Instagram reel and all the audio matches and it works, upload it, absolutely post it and just see what happens. Instagram are never going to punish you for making great content within Instagram and posting it. What you will get is if you uniquely, organically edit, make and create within Instagram, you're going to get pushed out a little bit more. While all of these lovely new features are great uh, for time saving and for repurposing, if you are looking for maximum reach and engagement and you are going to lean very heavily into Instagram reels, creating them organically in the app is the first place to go. So I kind of went off on a tangent there on my new feature, but there's a plus and minus to everything, right? Hey, all Marketing School fam, we've got some exciting news that I can't wait to share with you. Drum roll, please. Mark your calendars for September the 5th. We're hosting the first ever Business of Marketing Summit. And guess what? It's absolutely free. This isn't your ordinary summit. 
We've packed the day with 12 transformative sessions, from panels to workshops, insightful Q&As, and some amazing opportunities for networking. Want a sneak peek? Here are just a few of the sessions that await. Is your website ruining your marketing efforts? Discover the secrets to crafting a high converting website. Mastering the art of launching. Unveil strategies set to propel your line sales to the stratosphere. Leadership unlocked, a deep dive and reimagination of a detoxified agency life. You can also boost your efficiency with our Working Smarter as a Marketing panel. And of course, marketing and social media trends for Q4 and beyond. This panel is all about getting ahead of the game and finding what's on the horizon. And this is just scratching the surface. And for an industry that's always evolving, it's vital that we address ethical marketing practices. Dive into fostering a more accessible and inclusive industry with us. So if you are ready to take your marketing game to the next level, join us. Secure your spot now by heading to amschool.click business. That's amschool.click business. See you at the summit. And I love the fact that actually you give us uh, like a reminder of how it affects us when we use and when we do the repurposing. And I love that you mentioned the algorithm, but at the same time, and I want to hear, that's a personal thing, by the way. So nothing wrong with your stance on algorithms, regardless of who you are. But personally, for example, I am kind of in my, I was talking about maximalist era a couple of weeks back on the roundup when I'm like, I'm just showing up more, especially on Instagram, obviously on TikTok. It's, I think there's less pressure in a way, funnily enough, like if the video flops, I genuinely don't mind. Again, maybe it's just a mentality thing. With Instagram, I struggle more with that if the content doesn't get to enough people. And I think I've just started to switch my mentality where even if I see a post that tells me how the algorithm works today, I'm like, I personally don't care because I know the reach is going to be low based on the historical reach that we used to have. So I would rather say, well, then I'm going to do my utmost best to connect and engage with the people that I love so that they know that I've been doing something and they go and support it if they like it instead of fully rely on discoverability. I would absolutely love to do that because social media should be social and obviously should also push discoverability. Let's be honest, folks, it's harder and harder for that to happen. So that's how I feel about it. That's the reason I want to mention this because I wanted to hear from you because I think it's very unique to different marketers and social media managers we approach it maybe six weeks six months ago sorry I would have been like oh how is the algorithm changing these days right now I almost am like instead of constantly trying to worry about that I want to create great content that can serve the right people and then I'm okay with doing a bit more effort to get it out there because it's exhausting to have to worry about that but that's just me so when I hear your opinion again from yourself because I know that as you say everybody's got different priorities yeah it's like the scales when you're baking a cake and you have to have a certain amount of ingredients of both and even a year ago I would have probably worried about it and I would post a reel and look at it immediately after I've posted it then I'll look at it an hour later and then I'll look at it two hours later and go oh my god why I've only got three views and one like now I genuinely don't care because I make so much content (laughs) because my main aim now is to be engaged and consistent and I make a lot of content that is for testing so I test a lot of things because I use them in things like this and when I'm training people so I sometimes make a reel knowing it's not going to get a lot of stuff but I need to use it as an example so I test so much stuff that I 
actually don't care anymore because it's all it's all really helpful to me because if I post a reel and it gets five views, then I post another reel and it gets 5,000. It's just I'm a complete number nerd that I'm so interested in the numbers that I, do, I don't care which one gets which one. I just test them against each other. We have to, we do as an educator and a trainer, I like to mention the algorithm because I get asked about it so much. So for people who work in social media, I don't think the algorithm is as important as it used to be. We're all doing our own thing. I think the number one aim for nearly everybody I speak to is consistency and that in our own shape, it looks different. My consistency is different to yours and different. It doesn't mean posting every day all of the time. It's whatever is consistent to each person and then what our audience wants. But for brands and things, I know it is very important for reach and engagement and to be as as high as possible. And I think it isn't solely down to the algorithm and the content, but all of the other things, the engagement after and the commenting on others and the story, it's the whole picture. There's, I say it often on this podcast, don't there? There's something like nine different ways now to engage or post on Instagram. So it is all the other things as well, the stories and the engagement and the commenting and the gifts. It's a, it's a whole cake, not just one ingredient. First of all, Yes, to baking analogies, always. Big bake of fun, so bring, bring them in. Today we're going for pop culture, very British-specific pop culture. I'm, I'm enjoying this very much, and I hope you're listening and enjoying that too, dear listener. One thing I'm going to mention about that as well, another untapped way when it comes to engaging and actually discoverability and boost, which I've been doing more and more of, which I wanted to mention because it's relatively new, is also tapping into the collaboration element and aspect. Now you can add more than one collaborator, which eventually started to happen, which is super helpful. We do that now with our new podcast um, account. We just set up a podcast account where we could put all the snippets because there were so many snippets and I just wanted to make sure that I had their own place and the fact that we can collaborate uh, with myself and the main All Marketing School account actually makes my life a lot easier but also I constantly repost what I share as myself in the videos that I do on Instagram and collaborate with AMS because obviously we're the same thing and all of these are about the same topic. So I think it's about also making the most of these features, as we said, and understanding how to make them work because I'm a big, big fan of collaborations, especially, you know, you talk to your people, if it's somebody new and it's not just yourself collaborating with yourself, you check with them, then they're happy for you to do it. If they say, I'm okay, you know, I've got my specific branding and things like that, that is also fine. But I think it really opens up a lot of avenues. And talking about engagement as well, one interesting thing that I wanted to talk about based on what you just said is a test. This is not live yet. Instagram is testing new comment and share accounts on the posts in stream. Now, I'm going to say what I think. I'm going to explain a bit more about what this test is about. Now I explain my thoughts and I want to hear yours. All right, so... Instagram might be displaying more post metrics. So not just likes, which we know with the new weird like feature that people are hating, which I don't, I don't hate to be honest. It's cute. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. The little heart flying about. I don't mind. It's a random UX addition. What Instagram has seen is a shift in user engagement, which basically means a lot of people are doing more private sharing and interaction. So what Emma was talking about are the ways of engaging. So things like commenting, yes, but also sharing and saving. In order to get people to, apparently, to uh, be more engaging with posts, what Instagram wants to try and do is actually showcase, just like you will have the number of likes, the number of comments 
and the number of shares right in the stream next to the likes. Now, for an app, they started giving you the option of hiding likes to prevent comparison and obviously kind of feeling of like checking if other people out. I'm a bit confused because I feel that more comparative metrics, I'm not sure if they're really going to help. So it's kind of the thing, yes, you want to change user behavior to make sure that people engage more. But at the same time, I think you're still going against that kind of idea of having people not obsessing too much on the metrics. It's just a test. I don't know if it's going to happen. They've just been trying it and trialing. I'm interested in your thoughts because part of me understands it. And obviously the more people can see other people sharing, the more they might do. But also, is it actually going to put a lot more pressure on ourselves based on what we just talked about at the beginning of this episode? (laughs) You know how animated I always get on these about how I feel about social media. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. I think it's going to be for creators, for brands, for social media managers, for Instagram specific people who work there all the time is just going to add another. And I I don't see the purpose of it. I don't think it's going to aid me in any way because to find those metrics, I go into my professional dashboard and I can see them anyway. I can see how many comments, likes, shares, saves I've got. And if I'm using them as metrics uh, for my own analytics, then I use those. I think for other people to see them, I don't personally think that that will have an effect. Having said that, It's a bit like, I guess, word of mouth and Google reviews. And so if you are a brand and you're doing an organic post about maybe a product or a service and it has got a lot of saves, a lot of likes, a lot of comments and shares and others can see that, they may then delve into that a bit deeper and go, hang on a minute, if it's this this well-liked, I will go and have a look. We all know what it's like to have like word of mouth and you're more likely to hear from other people recommending something and it will make you want to buy it, right? Like an Amazon review. For that, I think it could work. But for the rest of us, I don't I don't know. You can they added the option for us to hide likes or hide them completely and take them off and the number of them and you can do that. So why now add this? I will be really interested to see if it goes from test into rolling out um, and being live. I would be really interested to see if that actually happens. I'm it's Marmite. I kind of see how it might work for some people, but I'm not going to like it. (laughs) And that's also what I was thinking about as well. It's just because it's got two potential outcomes and two potential things also that are going to happen for the brand or social media manager or creator that actually sees it, I think it's going to be very polarizing. I agree with you. Like some of us are going to be like, oh, actually, this is super helpful. This gives me an idea and inspires me and it kind of shows me also what content. That's the other thing. What content of other people my audience resonates with if I am also engaging with quote unquote 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 competitors? you know, people in the same space. I can see also, because obviously likes has become literally a vanity metric like it used to be. It is a vanity metric and it always has been, in my opinion. So it's even more so now it is vanity, which means it doesn't have a direct effect on the main uh, results and goals that we have. That's kind of what vanity means. Now, obviously we can argue like the, the minial things about it. What I'll say though, just to give you one more example on this, and then I'm going to go to the final bit of this week, which is going to be interesting. But before that, I just want to explain and put into context. In our maximalist era of Instagram, what I'm also trying is share some posts inspired by later. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago where they're actually a very simple post and they're just saying, by the way, we have this new thing on the website. This is what we talk about. Go on link in bio and check it. And I know it's against what every possible Instagram guru is saying right now, but just like Emma said, 
we're testing and I'm like, sod it. What was interested is that I'm going to be very honest. You can see they're not getting a lot of engagement per se, these posts. However, when I look at the click-throughs from the page that is connected, you know, with the link in bio to see the specific content, people are clicking. People are clicking on those posts to go and read the articles. Obviously, it could be that they just kind of casually go there by clicking on the link in bio. But it's really interesting to see that even if the post maybe has one like, it has 10 clicks on the same day. And I'm like, okay, so people are seeing it, but they're like, it's that kind of thing where now we're so used to consume and just look at it, like, you know, ex unless we have really something to say or it highly resonates with us or is a creator that we really love, we just see the content and maybe we think, oh, I'm going to actually check it out. But the like has become, I think, a bit different in the way that we see it and the behavior that it has attached to it. So I just wanted to explain that this was to explain why I think it's interesting for us to remember that numbers, you know, way differently these days on some of these platforms. Now I'm going to go back to TikTok to finish up today because there's been another ban on the talk, uh, in this case from Le New York. The ban has been issued only for city-owned devices, okay? So is a federal and state ban and it's all about obviously not using it on government operated devices. So it's not necessarily personal devices. However, what's really interesting is that the reason behind this is that what the New York Cyber Command said is that while social media is great at connecting New Yorkers with one another, we have to ensure that we are always using the platform to in a secure manner as well. So I'm going to play devil's advocate in here and just be like, okay, so we had it in the Montana at the beginning of the year, and now this has also been happening in obviously in New York. It's just, there's a bit of speculation about whether there's going to be a wider and wider ban in the US if things don't change. And does it actually mean, I don't know, I'm going to talk about X again, the little drama, drama queen that it is. But you know, it's a similar thing to X, is like, are we putting all our eggs in one basket? Uh, should we? And should we start worrying because we just generally don't know what happened, who's going to buy the platform next, you know, and things like this. So I found it really interesting because I think it was a reminder because everybody's been looking at X as a place that will I still show up, will I show up differently? But, you know, things are happening and we need to remember that, you know, the time that we're spending on these platforms, there are some risks involved into that as well. Listen up, all Marketing School fam. I know you have so many ideas in the head of yours, yet struggling to find the time and accountability you need to make marketing work smarter for you. Which is why I want to remind you about All Access Pass and All Marketing School course library. Think of it as your treasure trove. Pack with our self-paced masterclasses and workshops, tactics and templates. Specifically created for marketers like you, who aim to channel their superpowers for good. But hey, what's even more exciting is that you're not just getting courses you're stepping into a whole new world. It's a place where you're surrounded by your passionate community of marketing rebels, which are kind of like your cheerleading squad. Let's be honest, marketing can be a complex puzzle, but we're here to eliminate the guesswork. We're offering you try and tested tactics to sharpen your strategy. Depending on the plan you choose, you can look forward to full access to our self-paid courses, project submission and feedback opportunities, our expert workshop library, as well as monthly upskilling series and weekly tactics that will really help you stay updated and get accountability when it comes to actually making some progress in your work. We also have monthly office hours, workshops, expert panels, and sprints. So you will be able to access our whole template vault with ready to use Notion, Canva, and Google templates, making your life easier. 
Oh, and did I mention our swipe files and the community matchups? Oh, and the quarterly live deep dives, which are actually valued at £247, but they're included for you and your membership. Well, all this knowledge, community and more is just a click away. If you want to join us, simply head to amschool.click slash library. That's amschool.click slash library. On with our episode. It's a tough one, right? I actually completely get it about the government phones. I, I get it. And unless you're working for the government and you happen to be managing a TikTok account, I don't think anybody who works in government or the military or in parliament should have a work phone with TikTok on it or any other social media for that matter, unless they're working in social media, because A, they shouldn't be scrolling it or looking at it on a work device while they're at work. I'm going like with an employer's hat on here, placing barrette. Um, So I kind of understand it. Plus, they are probably have a lot of very sensitive data and information and contacts on their phone. And that is always open to be hacked or left or lost or stolen. So I totally understand that. And it, it's happening in the UK. Uh, the BBC, out, I know earlier in the year, the Scottish government did the same thing. And I can see that happening actually a lot more. And I can actually see it filtering right down into SMEs and all those kind of things where business phones and work phones, they're not allowed. And I get it. A wider ban, can't, I really can't see it coming. I'm a massive fan of TikTok. I really like it. I understand there's a lot of misinformation and I'm not saying I know everything. I like it. I'm happy to have the app on my phone and I like using it. I know I'm being served a lot of information based on the information I'm giving it. But that's the whole point why I use it. It's another, you've hit me with a lot of controversial topics this week and I can't make a decision. I'm like, oh, 50-50. I'm never 50-50. I'm kind of split on this one. I see it. I get it. And no, I don't think there's going to be a total ban. So do I hope as well, because I think like it's one of those, we were talking about X before as well. Part of me is like, yeah, okay, the owner now questionable, but then some of the community, some of the people there, there are people that actually connect with on a regular basis. So from a community standpoint, I like my people there. If you find your community, as you say, if you find in the platform serves you what you want and serves its purpose, it's it's hard and i think it's just it's just a reminder for us i think another thing as a reminder is to keep our ears pricked and eyes uh, open uh, you can keep your eyes open by watching emma with her um tea and tips and obviously you can keep your ears open by listening to this podcast because we want to obviously keep in mind and share with you some of these things so that you know it might come to nothing it might come to something and some shifts but it's important that we know ahead of time because i think one thing that we learned from the full rebrand of the little bird is that it's important to have a contingency plan if the main platform that you use as one of your brand awareness platforms changes on a 180 and you have to figure out what to do next. So, you know, it's one of those things and that's why I 100% agree with you is about finding that balance. And yeah, I brought the controversy in. We are at the end of summer-ish, kind of, not really, but it feels like it. So I thought I'm just going to keep it laying it down because we're going to come back with a bang. I mean, not that we have stopped. So I'm really interested in seeing what happens. I wish, but I don't know if we're going to have any data by the end of the year to actually see. I'm pretty sure we would. They're just finding the right report. That's my little pet peeve. They can actually tell us 
if the consumption is going to change, if the usage is going to change for real of platforms. One more thing I'm going to tell everybody, because I did a little um, survey on Instagram for us, a little pool asking our lovely rebels to put their little prediction hats on, which are not berets, but I love a good beret, um, and say, what do they think are going to be some of the shifts in the platforms and in marketing? And the interesting one was, that was, I can't remember because I have it in front of me, but I was talking about focus, customer acquisition, brand awareness, or retention and loyalty. And usually I would expect brand awareness to be at the top. Everybody's like, more people, I want more people. Interestingly enough, everybody did something different. So we almost have, not an even, but a very interestingly spread out split of what people think marketers are going to focus on. So I think overall, quality versus quantity might be for the first time ever actually something that we see I just wish and hope we can actually get some data since I'm a data person myself that can tell us whether this is going to happen. Because we said it, we have it on record. We mentioned that we think this is going to happen. So we shall see. Now, if people want to check out all of your wonderful travels and also listen to TN Tips, I mentioned it. Emma, remind us once again, where should they go for the weekly fix? Instagram is the best place to find me. I'm there live every Friday at midday which is 12 p.m british summertime and i talk about all the latest social media a bit like this wonderful podcast just with my face on the screen um and then i upload it to the grid so you can watch it at any time there is nearly 110 episodes in my grid so feel free i have had wonderful chats with fab on there and many really amazing experts so yeah that's where you can find me you can click the link in my bio if you like And find me on all the other channels as well. Oh, thank you so, so much. Go and check it out, team. As always, it's been a pleasure. We'll be back with more news, more exciting things happening in the marketing world next week. In the meantime, until then, class dismissed.